Welcome to the Red X Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Red X Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and today we've got a very exciting guest with us. We have Tamala Stobbs. How are you, Tamala? I'm doing great. How are you, Haley? Doing well, doing well. We're happy to have you today. Uh, just a couple things before we get started. Um, if you are watching us live right now, uh, if you just want to pop in the chat, say who you are, where you're from, um, and, and we can get that started. Uh, we want this to be a participatory event. So if you have questions for Tamala, um, then please put them in the chats anywhere that you're watching on our website, on Facebook, anything like that. Um, and that will get relayed over to me so that we can um, ask Tamil all of your most burning questions and things like that. Uh, so to get started, Tamala, why don't you tell the audience who you are, what you do, a little introduction to you. So my name is Tamala Stobbs and I serve the Florida area. I started out 15 years in Palm Beach County, Florida, specifically in Boynton Beach. And when I started out real estate, I had six listings in five weeks and that was 18, little over 18 years ago now. So it started out with for sale by owners originally as well, because I was brand new to the area. I didn't know a soul and I had just moved to Florida one month before I got my real estate license, had a small daughter and a husband. Wow. That was beginning. Yep. So old school. And now I'm up on the Treasure Coast up in St. Lucie County. I still serve. Palm Beach County, and I did do two years over in Orlando as well. So each time that I've started, one of the ways to assist is to go back to for sale by owners because they are ready, willing, and able, and they want to sell their property. They're basically raising their hand and saying, please help me. Although some of them are educated and can do it on their own, but many really do want and desire our help. So that's a little bit about where I am and who I am now. I have my own brokerage, which I absolutely love, and I think I answered a bit of it. That's awesome. Well, I, I love that you said you were brand new to an area and that's how you started in real estate. And that seems like it would be a little bit of a task um, to not know much because, I mean, the first thing when people get into the business are like, work your sphere of influence. And so if you didn't really have one in the area, how did you get started? What was the most successful activities in the beginning? You mentioned for sale by owners, but what else? So in the very beginning, when I started 18 years ago, it was so much different than now because we didn't have the technology. Right. Someone in the, yep. I, we didn't have, we didn't have the ability to go online and do this at that time, which is amazing that we fast forwarded. So when I first started out in the business, I knocked on doors way back in the day. I distributed information to help sellers with their property. And then as I started to get involved in the community, of course, then I developed a sphere of influence, which is important to keep track of with people that you know on some type of a contact management system. Right. Always, for your entire life and your entire career. 
So when I started out, I went to preview properties to figure out what was in the area, because you can still go see properties, especially if they're vacant and no one's occupying, even during COVID. And that sort of gives you a lay of the land. What are the properties? Where am I going to? What does this structure look like? Is it, for us in Florida, extremely important? Is it CBS or is it FRAME? Is it in a community with a homeowners association or not? And start compiling information about that subdivision or about that area, or maybe the school districts. So back in the day, we would knock the doors, we would go to properties that you know, were potentially selling, whether it was a for sale by owner, we would find signs that were on the street, we would drive around neighborhoods. Even back then we pulled out the newspaper. <laughs> antiquated now, but that's what we used to do. That was also back in the day when we didn't have these cell phones either and we weren't able to go right on here and it'd be a computer in our pocket. Right. Nor the cameras. <laughs> so back that day, it was a little bit different, obviously, that we were able to knock on the doors and go from door to door. And that was extremely important. And to get engaged, become part of your community. Niche it down. Do you like something like, uh, you know, playing softball? Do you like to play tennis? What is it something that you enjoy doing and become a group and actually offer your services to that group? Maybe it's going to a local community center as they open. And I know at this time they may not be open, but you could offer a virtual in that area, a virtual educational seminar to some of the people that are in that area, maybe from the community center and start to educate, help people. We're really here in this business to help. And it's so important that we realize we're part of a team. It is absolutely, we are part of a team and we're part of a team with the seller as well to help them. I love it. I love that you said become a part of your community. So whether you're new to the area or you're not, um, just mm -hmm. find something that you like, get into it and, and offer your services. I love it. So you mentioned you went door knocking and things like that in the beginning. Has Would your advice change as as like like we have now, we have technology and, and all those things. Um, how would it be different now? Or what what are you doing differently now um, that, that will still generate the same amount of business? So to me, it's extremely important to do a follow-up as well. So the calls from Red X, it, on Red X, the beauty of Red X, taking what we talked about another step further. So what, what to do now? The beauty is now we have a system that keeps all of that information. So I used to pull up maybe a for sale by owner's phone number. I would cross reference that number and I would find out where that person might live. Then I would go to the tax roll and I might pull the information. So I knew a little bit about the property before I spoke to the person. Right. And I might even pull the pictures. Red X integrates with the other company where they pull in the information if someone has been a for sale by owner on some of these other sites. So we have a little bit of information that we didn't have back then. So one of the things now that's beautiful about Red X that wasn't back then is that we can pull the information from all the other sources. But to answer your question, what do I do differently now? Well, instituting Red X and being able to keep all my data in one location, I don't lose it on a piece of paper over here or a sticky note over there, and I can access it from my car. There's no longer any excuse to not be able to make calls. Back in those days, there was an excuse. I didn't have the computer readily available at my hands. I didn't have the person's contact information. Now I could be pulled over in between appointments and I can actually make a call from there and put the notes right in the contact information. So I have it readily available now and that's something different. The other thing is if I'm driving through a neighborhood with a buyer and they wanna know about a property, I have the potential to pull it up right there. 
and I can answer their questions and may be able to even pick up a client or a potential for sale by owner right there from that property at that time. So that's a little bit different than it was yeah. previously. Love technology, right? Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And it's the face-to-face -face and belly-to-belly. -belly. It's so important to, to interact, whether it's this way on the camera, we can send a short video message to their phone number. That's the ability nowadays as well that we didn't have back then. Back then it was that old flip phone, right? We opened up oh, a yeah. flip phone. Right. <laughs> I, I just want to say hi to our live audience. A couple people that are watching Amanda, Tony, Luxury Homes, Jerry, Eloisa, Grant, Crystal, Bridget, Moore. Thank you so much for watching. Um, and, and thank you for telling us you're here. Be sure to ask your questions throughout the, the podcast. So um, a few things that you said. Technology is amazing. So take advantage of it. There's no excuse anymore, um, which I love as well. Awesome. And so I want to talk a little bit about for sale by owners because a lot of people are asking how you're prospecting to them because right now it's a, it's pretty easy to sell a house on your own, um, especially with low inventory and the interest rates right now are, it's just crazy. Um, it's a lot easier to be a seller. So what services are you providing to these for sale by owners to make them want to list with you, especially during right now? So one of the important services that I offer is the Matterport camera. I do the 3D 24 seven tour. And with COVID, it's extremely important to have that available to your sellers because people from all across the country might want to see that property, but they might have some fear and there might be some fear based on the seller side as well as the buyers. And even though we're taking precautions and even though the mask, there are some people that still don't want others to come into their house. It's a little bit different, I think, here in Florida because we have so many wide open spaces. Yeah. We have lots of outdoor space. So it's a little bit different there than might be where other people are located, where it's a bit more closed in. However, it still is extremely important that we honor that. So the tour of the property, doing a short video ahead of time for the property and letting them know that I can come by, I can do a short video, I can do virtual tours of the property so that people are not coming in and out of your house constantly. And then the other thing still to me, they're still part of, I, I have a very simple little postcard that I send when I'm on the phone, I'll take the back of the postcard, permanent marker, I'll put in their contact information. If I reach them while I'm on Red X, great. If I don't, that's great. I'm still gonna send out a short little inexpensive postcard just to make that first connection. And then when I call back, I have the opportunity to ask questions and see if they did receive it. Right, so that gets kind of into your, your follow-up system that you have. So let's say you're calling for sale by owners though, and they're saying, Tamala, listen, Right now, I can sell this on my own. What What are you saying to that specific objection? Well, you still might be able to sell on your own, and that's mm -hmm. possible. But <clears throat> the amount of experience comes into play. So I can honor, and I understand that you have the ability to sell the property on your own. I fully respect that. However, there could be some things that can come up in the property. Just as an example, this week, I had a situation where we had a fence that came into play. And how are we going to get to closing? The seller wasn't familiar. She was out of state. She had already left. And the buyer was here local, but she was going to lose her dream home over a couple of pieces of fence that needed to be taken care of. So how did we get through that? Most sellers who are a for sale by owner don't know how to get through that. So many times the importance of our expertise comes into play. 
I got them to closing. We put some money into escrow. I worked with a longstanding law office that I've been working with for many years. We did the terminology and we added the addendums that were necessary to make sure that we got them to closing. So it's many times explaining and offering your expertise. And we can also do that contact list, dropping off some information to them as well, dropping it at their door, emailing it, but being of service. That's one of the biggest differences. And if they do sell the property on their own, congratulations and honor that because they may have referrals where they might be buying a property and they might need a knowledgeable, educated real estate agent to help them with that purchase on the other side. We never know where the business might come from. And it's important to always be in service. It comes back around. Yeah. Wow. Okay. There's a lot in there I want to <laughs> dive into. This is awesome. Um, so your expertise, um, because I think for sale by owners, they're like, ah, no, I got this. Um, I can do it, whatever. But And maybe they can, but they just don't have the knowledge that you do as however many years you've been in real estate that you know how to price the property correctly or things that come up, you know? Um, and what's nice is oftentimes for, for sale by owners, they do price it wrong. And so they'll either be on the market forever or they didn't get as much as they could have out of the home. Right. So, yeah. um, so hiring an agent would be, that would be uh, for expertise. Also just be of service. Um, I think a lot of people are just like in it for the buck and, and that's it and they get out. And for, it sounds like your strategy is more, I want to be there for you, whether or not you need my services, because maybe you'll need me in the future. Um, so that's just like building up your sphere of influence, right? Like, hey, you might not need me. Great. You can go sell your home, but I'll be here whenever you need my services. Um, so be their friend, right? Yes, that's absolutely. Awesome. Be there to be the helpful knowledge, because they may come across a question and you never know that that buyer may fall apart. And once they've been through that transaction one time and they've been through the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, the sideways, they might call you up and say, you know what? That first buyer didn't work out and you gave me the most knowledge, and the most information and you were helpful. And I really respect and appreciate that. That's awesome. Okay. So let's say you're on the phone, like you said, and they said, no, I can sell it. It's fine. Um, what, what does your follow-up look like? So you said that you send them a postcard. Uh, what do you do after that? So the postcard goes in. Also, the beauty of Red X is that we have the ability to put in our notes right in the contact information. And then we can export it out of Red X and put it into another system if we choose to, to put them on a drip or stay right there in Red X. And then you can schedule your next call. So for me, the first one call, if I don't reach them, they go back into the log to call again. The postcard, as we talked about for the follow-up, set it up for another phone call. And I might do a contact list in between there. Depending on the area that I'm going to be in, I have a folder that I put together and I'll put some information in to drop it off just so that they know. Some houses are approachable, some are not. If it's in a gated community and you're not supposed to solicit, you need to follow wherever your rules and your restrictions are. But for many of our properties, we have the ability to be able to, to drop something off. So if that's available, then yes, drop something off. Otherwise, you have their phone number. There isn't anything wrong with doing a text message to someone, letting them know that you're there of service. We have text messages. We have the ability to do a short video. Hey, how are you doing? I just wanted to let you know, I'm Tamela Stobbs. I'm in your area. I really love to help sellers. If you have any questions, give me the opportunity to answer them. That's simple. Couple seconds, that's all you need. 
If you have other outlets that you use, maybe you have video on your website or maybe you have a blog, but you can always help them by sending them that information, sending them tips as well. So that's a follow-up system that works. And especially the ones that I love to help are the people that are out of town. So many times we have so many out of town sellers and they really, they really do need our help. There's so many intricacies that they're not familiar with. I, I love how simple this seems. So how many times would you call a lead before you're like, all right, this isn't a good lead? Um, forever until they've listed. So they've either listed with me, they've listed with someone else, or they've actually taken their house off the market. If someone says that they have taken their house off the market, that doesn't necessarily mean that they've taken their house off the market. It could mean that they're just trying to avoid the calls. So as many times as it takes, it doesn't matter. I've had calls that'll be three months long. It doesn't matter. I mean, it depends on what the situation is. If it's a property that I really feel I can help, they might just be waiting and they might be in a situation where they're trying out the market. They don't know yet. They haven't been across. It might be their first time, might be their 12th time. And investors do list as well. I know that that's a fallacy many times. That's great. So... And, and follow-up, it seems follow-up is so important that um, if if you keep following up and you keep calling and eventually they have to either answer the phone or, or tell you to go away or they've listed the property or whatever, um, what do you think, why, why don't agents follow up more? Is it because they don't want to seem annoying or they just forget about it? They don't have a good system in place? A lot of times they'll just give up. <laughs> Excuse me. Getting a little bit dry. Forgive me for a moment here. Mm. No worries. And that happens on the phone as well. So <laughs> why don't they follow up? A lot of times people just give up. Agents just give up a lot of times and they don't want to be annoying as well. And I think that it's important to remember in the back of your mind that you're helping. You know, you're, we're really helping people. I'm not here to hurt someone. I'm not here to take away the money that they can make. I'm here to help. And I think that right. that gets lost and agents just give up. They don't keep making the calls. But the reality is, if you look at the percentage, if you continue, the agents have all fallen off within the first week, the first two weeks, and maybe even the first three weeks. By that month time frame, most agents are no longer calling them. They've narrowed it down. And, if they're, and it may not just be calls, it could be a text. It's a good idea to stagger it as well. So some calls, some texts, but staying in communication is the most important. And I, even three postcards. That's awesome. Um, and it sounds like uh, if you keep the mindset that you're helping people, then what? Then you're not bothering anyone because you're like, okay, for sale by owner, if I believe that I'm of service and that I can get them the most money that they can and, and I will help them with my expertise, just remember that, right? And then it's a lot easier to make those calls because you have confidence. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we can. Many times we're able to take the price of the property, depending on the area. Again, I know Bridget was watching at one point. In her area, it's completely different. Her area, there's a lot more. Her properties are higher priced and they're going within hours. So mm -hmm. each area is a little bit different. But even in the heyday when our market here in Florida was going crazy, we still were able to be of service. But many times we can add the commission to the sales price of the property and then yield them a higher price, shorter amount of time, and less inconvenience. And I think that's important to let them know as well. You know, many for sale by owners, they get tired of showing their property after a certain period of time. I bet. They, 
it becomes tiring. So even if they are selling it in the first couple of days, what do you do with multiple offers? If you're a for sale by owner and you get five offers on your property and you think that cash might be a great situation, however, you find out that they've made it cash, but it's contingent on an actual uh, appraisal of the property within seven days, did you, you know, and those are things for attorneys as well. I have to say, I am not an attorney, so we can fill in the contracts as in our most states. So it's obviously a good idea to defer to the attorney. However, there might be some things that I can read that I can share. So it helps many times as far as that goes. Did I answer that question fully? Yeah, that was great. And it just sounds like it's a lot easier to just hire a realtor, right? <laughs> Instead of having to deal with uh, plus people that are attached to the home, there's a lot of emotions involved, but if you have a realtor, <clears throat> excuse me, that you hire, it just takes care of a lot of stuff and it seems, it seems a lot nicer. <laughs> I was talking to a builder today. I have the opportunity to work with a builder on, a, on many homes. And one of the things that he said to me is that the a potential buyer wanted to have a conversation with him. And he said, you know, I just really don't want to be in the front. I don't want to be in the, in the, conversation so much not that i'm not willing to answer questions as he said to me because he's straight he comes from the heart he's a amazing builder but he really he wants to step out of that role and so we spoke about how important it is to have the real estate agents to be able to negotiate because it does keep that emotion away from buyer and seller the buyer yeah. wants to buy the seller wants to sell with the real estate agents in the middle, it takes away a lot of that emotional attachment because many people have watched their children grow up in homes or they've watched them go off to high school or to college or maybe the grandbabies were in the house and now they're downsizing. All of that's emotional when they're walking around the house. So right. it really is, to me, it is a lot easier. And before I was in the business, I even used a real estate agent to buy and sell my property. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a perfect testimonial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have a couple of questions coming in um, from our viewers. Grant wants to know what do you use as your CRM? My particular CRM, I'm actually old school, so it's been in there for a long time. I'm an old wise agent user. There are a lot of other ones that you could use now. But when you're starting out, what I would suggest is use the Red X system. So go on Red X, you start out with your information, you can put your notes in there and then you can transfer it over once it is actually a lead and you really have communication with them or you want to do something further. There was a time where I took all of my Red X leads, I dumped them into a CRM and I regretted every day of it because they were not actually people that I was gonna stay in, in connection with. Okay, good advice. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then we have another question from Amanda. She says, other than commission, what are some common for sale by owner objections that you've heard and how do you address them? So let's talk objections. What do you usually get? Of course, other than commission, which is a very popular one. Um, what else do you hear from these people? Most of the, the objections, there's a reason for them. And I like to get objections because I know what, what route to go. So another objection right now, as most people know, is with COVID coming into the property. So it's extremely important to let them know what technology that you have available and how you can assist them with your technology, because they're going to be dealing with the same things of people coming in and out of their house. The other one that typically comes up is the knowledge. A lot of times there'll be an objection based on the knowledge. Well, no, I can sell it on my own. I've sold five other properties. Acknowledging them first, 
and letting them know that it's okay, I understand and I respect the fact that you have sold many properties on your own. Maybe there's some documents, maybe there's some things I can help with. So definitely, as you've as she stated, Amanda, it would be definitely commission would be the number one that I typically have heard. The other is coming into the property is important because they need to know how you're going to handle that differently for them. The other one that comes up a lot is marketing. They'll say that today it doesn't cost anything to market the property. And it's important to let them know where you might be advertising. You might even have that on a sheet that you can send them. These are the 25 things that I do. These are the five ways that I market. You know, I'm in contact with buyers that are coming from, depending on your area, maybe for us, it's coming from New York or coming from California. Uh, I know that that some other areas we we're talking earlier that they're going to other coastlines. So it's important to let them know statistically, you know where the buyers and sellers because objections a lot of times will come from, I can just sell it myself, I can sell it on my own, right? But they don't know where the right. buyers are coming from. So that's another objection that we'll get uh, that I've received many times. If she types in another one, I might have a, an objection handler, I'm not sure. So Amanda, awesome. if you have any more objections that you want to hear handlers to, Feel free to put them in the chat. We have um, a couple more questions. Uh, Grant again asks, um, he says, why Red X over Mojo? So I don't know if you've used Mojo, um, but he's just wondering, what are the benefits that you've seen in Red X versus, I don't know if, if you've tried other places? So yes, Grant, there are a lot of other companies. And why do I not use other companies? So I've been in the business 18 years. Red X has been around. How long? How long's Red X been? I, oh, I want to say like 15, I'm going to go with 15. I think yeah. the CEO is like right across the, the <laughs> glass for me. So I hope that's so right. But. You've been around almost as long as I have. I've used Red X off and on through my career since I started. And there have been enhancements that have been made. The one thing I would say, Grant, is that the cost comparison, I compared five different companies when I started back with Red X. I went away for a while and I came back to Red X. I've been back and forth, which is the beauty of Red X. The reason that I don't particularly like some of the other companies, one, the information, the way that it's stored, two, I'm familiar with the system, but really, ultimately, the number one to me would go back to cost. To me, some of the other systems are cost prohibitive, and they don't give you the opportunity to go in and out of the system. Uh, you can turn it on, turn it off, and the accessibility. I don't have to buy all systems. Now, I haven't been on the other one in a little while, but I do have a spreadsheet that I actually keep on my computer, and I update it with the different costs. So I've checked Red X over the years many times, back and forth and sideways, and every time I've come back to Red X because the quality of the system the information, the data. And that's one of the things that you hear a complaint about is the data that comes in. But ultimately, the data is coming from pretty much the same central locations. There might be some additions and some subtractions. So the data is the data. And there, you're going to have some numbers that are just going to be invalid because you could call my number right now and I might have blocked it because someone else used the number or whatever. Uh, so I prefer Red X because I've always come back to Red X. It's always been a simple system to use, and it's always been cost effective for me when I do the comparison to how many leads that I get. I, and we haven't gone over it yet, but I have three, four sale by owners that come from my Red X phone calls. So we'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point. It paid for the system well over itself. Oh, that is yeah, it okay. seems like you've done your homework for sure. So that was a perfect question to ask you. So thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> um, another question from Crystal Johnson. She said, would you recommend coaching if you were in a new market? And why do you feel that way? 
So Crystal, it's extremely important to have a great mentor. Whether you're calling that coaching or you're calling it mentoring would be my question. I think that both are important. If you're coachable, having a coach, I've had coaches off and on over the years. Yes, I think it's important. I just had the opportunity to mentor someone and I don't know if she's on here, but if Penny is on here, she could chime in. But I had the opportunity to mentor her for quite some time. And one of the things that she even said to me was, thank you so much for all the mentoring and how professional of an agent that I have been with her. And that warms my heart. So Crystal, yes, when I started out in the business, I had a mentor that was amazing. He told me things back then. Remember, that's way back in the past. <laughs> but he told me things like, go change your hair, go get yourself some really good headshots. Now you can do them with your camera. Then he went through all those basics with me. If you're brand new in the business, yes, having a mentor, having a coach is a great idea. It's going to give you that fast track start. You have so many, you have so much more accessible now than I had. You have YouTube, you have all these different channels and these different ways of gathering information, but having someone one-on-one -on -one that has all that past experience and they've run through things like maybe you have competing offers or maybe you have whatever. And it's all based on what your legality is in your state. But yes, having a mentor, having a coach is extremely important. It is worth its weight in gold. If you share three, I don't know what they do nowadays in your location, but there was a time when you shared three transactions. It is well worth its weight in gold. You will make that 10 times over. If you have a great mentor, you're going to start out on the right track. Absolutely. That's awesome. Perfect. You are, this is amazing. So much information and knowledge from someone who's been in the business for a while. I'm, I'm loving this, learning a lot. Um, so let's get back to those three for sale by owners. You like gave us a little bit of a taste and then we went on to the next question. So I want to hear about that. Did you get those recently? Well, those have been in the last couple of months. And one of them in particular that I'll go back to started before COVID. And I made a phone call. I did use Red X, made the phone call from Red X, followed up, just like I had said, I made the phone call, sent the little postcard out, right? Made another phone call, and they were both out of state, two sellers that were out of state. They had purchased a brand new home from a builder it had never been lived in. And we were able to take that property. It was the highest sale in the community. It was in St. Lucie County, highest sale in the community. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot that needed to be done. Did the open house before COVID. That was pre-COVID, obviously, um, right before COVID, actually. And then we had a situation where the buyer of the property became ill. And this was pre-COVID. Oh. Then she was in the hospital, had heart surgery. So you can imagine how the two agents, how we had to work together as an amazing team. But it started out from a call on Red X. And I stayed in contact, stayed in contact. Until we had that conversation, we did everything from long distance. We've never met. We never even actually did a video uh, call back. Actually, we did. I'm, I apologize. We did one video call. And that was when he made a decision to actually sign. I forgot that we did do the video. So we did do a call and video. And then they signed their paperwork. I listed the property. We went through the, all the process, the marketing. When it got time for the contract, as I said, the buyer got into a situation where she had to have surgery and then COVID hit. And everyone knows what happened when COVID hit. Everything came to a stop. <laughs> right. So we ended up having to go back to old school. We actually had the documents mailed. And then she was able to sign the documents. And the buyer's agent went over, sat with her, and had the documents signed. There is actually a, um, there's a testimonial that is on a couple of sites as well out there.
that is a testimonial from him and from his brother about how they were for sale by owners and how they could have never done it without me. And that speaks volumes and that comes to the heart. And that's where the commissions are not the most important because that those are two people that otherwise without me, that house would have set vacant. It may have been vandalized. There could have been so many things that happened and they knew nothing about Florida real estate. They happened to be, one of the brothers was in Arizona. So they didn't know anything about it. Yep. So that's one. The other one here recently, we just closed on as well. It was a couple who had, it was a, a son and mother who had completely redone the property. And the 3D tour was one of the biggest, most important things for them. Because again, we went through COVID with that property. Yeah. So that was the second. The third one was, I just closed on, not this past Friday, but the Friday before. And he is now in a luxury community. He is so excited. And he had been trying to for sale by owner his property for over two years. And that was also a wow. call X. He had taken it on and off the market. He was a pilot. He was out of town. And there's also a testimonial from him that's online also. Uh, so those were three that just came from Red X. So if you stick with it, yes, it works. You just have to stay with it. They I love your- that. Yeah, I love it. And it sounds like business is still happening, you know, so as long as you're calling. Um, so there is a question from Crystal that I really want to get to. Uh, another one. She said, I originally signed up for, for sale by owners, expired, geoleads, and storm dialer for about four months. I found out, I found I was not using three-fourths of the service. Would you recommend, what would you recommend getting started? So you're, begin- you're beginning prospecting. What is your holy grail? What do you go to or what should someone start with? I personally love for sale by owner. I would bring it down to just for sale by owner, Crystal. I would follow that system, practice your scripts. They pop right up. You can pull other scripts from online. You can integrate, you can copy those, paste them right into Red X. Get a partner, go in front of the mirror, do it on your computer, whatever, but practice those scripts until you have the ability to speak those almost in your sleep. That's the one of the first practice those scripts, because when you get on the phone, you don't want to be stumped by a seller that says, well, what are you going to do about X, Y, and Z? So I have a manual. I don't have it here, but I have a manual that's about this thick of objections, different types of scripts. I've been practicing them. I used to practice them in my car. I practiced them for my entire my entire length of time in this business, my entire career. So I would focus on one, I would focus on for sale by owners. I would have a nice little postcard, like I keep flashing up something simple, have a simple one created, inexpensive, but it keeps you in contact with them. And that's what I would do, Crystal. I would focus on one for sale by owner, get really good at that. Just keep doing it every day. Practice is going to get you into it. Over time, it'll become easier. And I would just do the one. Storm dialer for me, I personally like engaging and creating that relationship with my sellers. So storm dialer wasn't something that I prefer, although I do know many people that they use the dialer and they consistently make, but they might make 150 phone calls. They might make a thousand phone calls. Um, When you're starting out, just get on the phone, just do it. It's really hard to hear. Here's something else that I have for you, Crystal. This one right here, just get out and see, it tells me. It says, get out of your own way. And I keep that for a reason because I have to get out of my own way all the time. 
Yeah, I've, I've heard agents say that, like, start with one thing. Like you said in the beginning, find your niche. Find something that you actually like to call, like, for sale by owners. Um, and and I've heard a lot of people like geo leads because it's a lot less of an intense conversation. But start off a little small. And then once you get more confident, then add more things. You know, because if you buy everything in every place, then you'll get overwhelmed and not even do any calls because you're um, too intimidated by everything. So that's awesome. Um, a couple more questions. Uh, speaking of your postcard, Chadwick wants to know where you get those made. It's fast color printer, but you'll, you would need to look online because if you just Google fast color printer, it's going to come up with a different company. So it's fast color printing, fast color printer. We could actually load it if you want to later. I'm um, either in the Facebook Live and I can send it to you. They're super inexpensive. You can get thousands of postcards where you just put that black right on the back. Just take a permanent marker, make it a whatever postcard, whatever you want it to say, and then use that black magic marker on the back while you're sitting there. It's handwritten, so they know that you've actually taken the time to written, write it. My handwriting is not great, so I just write it out uh, and send it, drop it in the mail at that time. So we'll get you that information. We can put that in the bottom after the call. Yeah, for sure. We can. Okay. Um, if you just send us that link and then we'll also put it on our website on Tamala's podcast page if you're listening to this afterwards. Um, okay. Another question from Crystal. She says, do you have and use a pre-listing book? Ah, so there are two things that you can do now. Yes. Throughout my entire career, I have had a listing book. <laughs> I it has been updated. It has been changed. It has there. It has gone through. It's a living document, Crystal. So wherever you create it, just know that it's a constant living, living document. Uh, yes, have a listing book. You can also have a pre-listing that you can drop off at their house ahead of time for a for sale by owner. And your listing book now can be a lookbook, and you can do it online. You can use. Uh, there's a couple of different formats that you can use but you can create a lookbook online now and you can create it so that it's a it's an online format for your listing presentation so that you can actually do a Zoom call, you can pop up the screens right to the side and you can actually walk them through your listing presentation. One really important thing as you work through this, Crystal, because it sounds like you really are excited about what you're doing, make sure you get those testimonials. I don't care where you get them from, third-party testimonials you need for people. As soon as you get that first sale, that buyer or seller, get that testimonial, whatever, you can get it on Rate My Agent, you can get it on all these different platforms, get a copy and save it for yourself. I have some that go all the way back to the beginning of my career. And that's another, can I, can I, um, can I expand upon what Crystal asked before? Can I take a moment to do that? Of course. So as Crystal said, if you, have a, if you start with for sale by owner and you develop the for sale by owner and then you get a listing in that area that development that you like or that area that you like now you have your for sale by owner you've listed them that's your new listing now once you have that listing you go to geo leads and you take the geo leads and you call around your new listing to introduce yourself to all the people that are in the neighborhood and tell them that you've just listed the property so i think that expands upon what crystal was asking which is you've developed your abilities in for sale by owner you've made your calls of for sale by owner you've practiced your scripts you have your first listing now what do i do well the next step that you do is you buy geo leads and you take the geo leads and now you call all around that and you introduce yourself to your new listing you could even get their emails and you could also put those right in red x where it's already stored and then you can send them out a mass email of a 
virtual tour of that property as soon as you have it. Now you've covered COVID, now you've gotten in contact with all the neighbors in the neighborhood, and now you've developed your farm area, and now you can start staying in contact. Amazing. Crystal, I hope, wow, that was an amazing answer. Um, so thank you so much for asking, Crystal, as well. Um, and there's a few people that want us to do a quick role play. Um, so we're about out of time, but if you don't mind, we could do a quick for sure. sale by owner role play to end sure. it off. Okay, sweet. I will be the for sale by owner. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello. Hi. Hey there, this is Tamala. I was just calling, uh, it seems that you have your house on the market and I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit more about it today. Um, yeah, I, uh, we, we need to get off to, um, we're moving to Texas, uh, hopefully soon for my husband's job. Um, and the market's really good right now for, for people. So we're trying to sell our property. It's a, a three bed, two bath. Do you have any, any buyers that are interested? Well, I could potentially have some buyers. It sounds like it's a great property. It's a three bedroom, two bath is what you were saying. And the price that you're asking for that, you know, it actually, it might be a little bit low for the market right now because we have low inventory. How did you come to that price? Um, I Honestly, it, it was my husband looking around the the our neighborhood and, and seeing what other houses have been selling for. And then um, also kind of what we need to cash out. Um, so. Excellent. Well, that's, that's great to know. And I was curious, um, where are you marketing that property? I found it on Zillow. Are there other sites that you were able to market it on at this point? Uh, Zillow, I posted on Facebook as well, but that's about it. Excellent. So I understand from our conversation that you're relocating because of your husband's job and mm -hmm. that you posted it on a couple of websites. I'm curious, have you entertained the idea of working with an agent? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a good question. I think if, if we were to list my, my brother's an agent, um, but I think, I mean, after all, we probably would get, um, more for our buck just because I don't want to pay commissions and things like that. Uh, so that's for that. Excellent. Well, I understand how you feel and I've dealt with many other people who have felt the same way. And what I found is that sometimes I can actually take the price of the property, add the commission to it, and then be able to sell your property for more. I can understand also having a family member. I was curious, is there an opportunity for me to see the property other than the pictures? Do you have any video of the property or a way for me to have an opportunity to see this property? I don't have a video. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't care if you come over and look at the property. So you would allow and you would entertain the opportunity for me to come by and see it. That would be great. So would Thursday at 3.15 be good or would Wednesday at 9.30 a.m.? I only need to come by for about 15 minutes. Okay, um, let's do, does Thursday at two work? You know what, Thursday at two works great. Let's plan on Tuesday at two. I'll stop by for about 15 minutes. I won't take up a lot of your time. And I really appreciate the call. In the meantime, could I get your email address? Just so I have it, I have your phone number. And if something happens and we need to communicate between now and then. Yeah, sorry, just one one last thing. I, I With an agent, I, I am worried a little bit about the pandemic. Is there, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want people coming into my house and things like that. Um, if you just came over, could you, we just stay outside and that's fine? 
Well, there's a lot of things that I can do actually. So if you're completely against me coming into your property, there is something that we can do. Would you be interested in doing a video tour of your property and walk me around your house as well? That's something oh. that we could do if that would be of interest. That seems pretty easy. I think maybe we could just do that. Okay. So if you're interested in doing that, then one of the things I can do is send you a link. We can set up a time. Do you still want to do that Thursday at 2 p.m.? Yes. Okay, great. So let's set this up for Tuesday, for Thursday at 2 p.m. We'll take about 15 minutes. I'm going to work with you with the technology to make sure that you have technology available because one of the things that I offer to sellers is the technology so that we can prevent them from having that situation where you don't want people into your property. Would mm. that be okay with you? Yeah, great. sounds safe to me. So I'm going to need your email in order to be able to do that. So if you will, give me your email. I'll go ahead and take that information down. I'll send you over a quick email to follow up and then I'll see you on the video on Thursday at about 2 p.m. Amazing. So we've picked out several things. One, we know you're relocating. One, we know that your brother is in the business. The other one that we know is that you're not necessarily comfortable with people coming in. So technology is going to be extremely important for me to share with you and how I handle that. And the other one is I got your email. So if you don't want to answer your phone, I now have your email as well. So I can send you information to follow up that way and be of service. That was awesome. So easy to <laughs> talk to. Like I, I'm just trying to come up with objections in my head. Like, oh yeah, you, you handled it so great. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you okay, so much. Well, thank you. Um, we're, we're running out of time here, but I just want to give you the last word here. Um, do you have any last things that you want to tell our audience to finish off? We can share my information down below if somebody wants to reach out. So we'll do that, right? Or wherever we're at on the screen, because it may not necessarily be below. Be Depends on where it is. Right. The other things that I would share is consistency is extremely important. I stay consistent, stay with it. You know, I, this, this industry has afforded me the opportunity to raise my daughter as a single mom. It's allowed me the opportunity to really help others and receive back. I had a client on Friday that had me in tears on the phone because we got through their transaction and I've helped their whole family. And stay in contact. They want to hear from you. They want to know what's happening in the business be the expert. You know, right now we're at like 42% and don't quote me exactly, but that's the last one I heard. 42% of the homeowners in the United States have, they own 100% free and clear of their house. So calm their fears. A lot of people are afraid of what's going to happen. Be the expert, educate them. We're really in a very lucrative business and we get paid a lot of money to do what we do. And it really is important to remember that these are people's lives. This is their home. This is where they might raise a family, end a family. They might be going through traumatic times. You don't know why they're, they're upset or why they might need to sell. It could be good. It could be bad. But be there for them. Because I've found over all the years that I've been in this business, the number one thing, we're here to serve and to help. And if you come from that helpful heart, it's truly amazing. So yeah, reach out to me if you'd like to. We'll have my contact information. We can reach out on all the social media. I am on Facebook. I am on, I'm on all of it. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was a perfect way to end it. And yes, to everybody, we will have all of her contact information in the show notes and things like that. If you want to reach out, thank you so much, Tamala. A lot of people are saying thank you in the chat. Um, 
So you've helped a lot of agents out today. So thank you for taking your time. Um, and to our audience, thank you so much for listening and tuning in and asking your questions. Uh, for those who are listening to this afterwards, make sure that you come to our live shows where you can ask our guests live questions and get all of uh, your questions answered. Um, so that wraps up it for today, but we will see you guys back here Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Thanks again, and we'll see you Wednesday. Thank you.